Hey everybody, Coco Jum Holiday here. I want to serve you up another episode of Cooking Up a Queen with me and Touche Duche. We're trying to get this unlimited um, series started again because me and Touche are going to release five more episodes of that limited series and you need to get caught up before we can release it to you. So here is the next episode. Hello, and welcome to Cooking Up a Queen, a beginner's guide to the flagrant and fanciful world of queer nightlife. Hosted by finalist of Camp One Kiki Season 2, Coco Jim Holiday, and the Madonna of your masturbatory fantasies, Touche Douche. Now without further ado, here are your hosts. Enjoy the show. Hi everybody, once again, this is Coco Jim Holiday. And this is Touche Douche. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for tonight because we are talking about the do's and don'ts of your first time going out in drag. Yeah, I really needed these tips and pointers on my first night out because I did everything wrong. Yes, she did. I don't understand what it would be like to go to a bar with a bunch of strangers and then not offer to buy them food and drinks. (laughs) Oh, you think that was... Oh no, my first night out in drag was not that. It was actually almost a year ago today. Like, it's really close within the last week or so. Um, I made all the mistakes. I went to see a drag race girl and I'm like, I'm going to get up in my beat. It's going to be fun. I looked like a troll and I got professional pictures done with the one and only Raja. Wow. Oh, it's bad. I will, I'll send you a picture. It's, ooh. Ooh, that is an honest <laughs> journey. I have to oh. honestly say, I have to say that, um, as I'm going to talk about my first time in drag here during our second part of this podcast series right now, but like. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that the first time you go out and drag and then it's usually when you're about to see a RuPaul's Drag Race girl, you get pictures taken with this person. You look back on those pictures seven years later and realize you were busted. Oh, 100%. I'm actually pulling up the pictures right now. Just here. So I will show that. For those of you who don't have video, imagine a My Little Pony got mixed with a troll doll from the new movies, not the old toys people had in the 80s, next to a goddess. And that's what you (laughs) have. Oh, they were wearing these racing pants. Where was it at? Um, I thought you were talking about yourself as the goddess. And I was like, dang, girl. I was like, you really thought you were something. Oh, no. She was... (laughs) <laughs> okay oh here they here they yeah so this was the first night out oh she thought she was doing something with herself she oh, was wow. doing something wrong is what that was um <laughs> Ooh, look, i love those flat oh. shoes you were wearing too here we go oh that's a man maury oh good mm. heavens <laughs> It's really bad. Wow, there's like barely, there's a purple lip. Ladies and gentlemen, let me describe this picture. There's some neon blonde hair that should never be worn by a human person. And then pretty much no concepts or good makeup. And then these lips are purple or pink as all get out, which is just the best thing I've ever seen. Just so great. Once we get our Instagram set up, which should be done by this point, this episode's coming out, we'll post the picture for everybody to enjoy. (laughs) Yes. Oh, goodness. So let's talk about the uh, some general pointers for your first night out in drag. My first one that I want to offer is remember, even if it's, if it's your very first time doing makeup, you're probably not going to be very good about it. You know that you'll pr- you think you're sickening and that's great. 
But don't walk up into the club or anywhere or a group of strangers thinking that your shit don't stink because I'm going to tell you right now, honey, it definitely stinks. Right. That reminds me of that one girl at Legacy, like one of the last ones before Legacy got shut down because the venue closed. Um, you remember that one little blonde bitch that was running around, like living her Dolly Parton fantasy, and she was just the most obnoxious because it was a memorial show? Oh, right. I do remember her. And she was getting... The thing is, I could tell she was getting her best life, but a lot of it was just kind of a little bit inappropriate. It was like the definition of the bachelorette party, but it was a drag queen. Yeah, it was not cute. Um, I don't even know what her name was, but don't be her. Yeah, definitely don't be her. Another tip that I have for you all is that uh, make sure to wear something that's a little bit more comfortable. Like on your like you can wear high heels and that's fine, but maybe pack an extra pair of maybe flatter heels in your purse because uh, walking around in heels is a lot different. Um, if you're doing it longer than 20 minutes in your living room, like what will happen is there's going to be cobblestone or weird shaped stairs or concrete or hardwood or whatever. And then after about one and a half hours in drag, you're going to realize your feet are killing you. Yeah. And just a heads up, that feeling never goes away. No. And then as fat, however heavy you are or fat you are, it will make those shoes hurt a lot more after a certain period of time. And those shoes will hurt, too. You have to think about the shoes and their feelings, because they have to hold you up. So <laughs> like those backs on, are breaking. Like a pat on the back. <laughs> right. Oh, and goodness. also, just one last one. Don't take public transit. Yeah. Always take an Uber or drive. Oh, yeah. Uber, Lyft, or drive, or have a friend drive you. And actually, your first night out, that's another good do, is, mm-hmm. or, yeah, do, is making sure to bring a friend with you, just in case it might not be safe. Yeah, because, you know, the faggots be tripping. They become. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's the word we don't say. Blanketies be tripping. Blanketies be tripping. Thank you. Um, Yeah, so I have a couple of don'ts, too. Um, Mm -hmm. Don't also you don't know your equilibrium if you're deciding to wear high heels out your first night in drag. Um, Here's the thing, though, because when you start getting a little bit more drunk at the club, if you're over the age of 21, like when you start stumbling or tripping over people or trying to, you know, walk around a big group of people like your equilibrium definitely changes. So make sure you don't be that girl. Yeah, don't wear the Gaga heels, the eight inches stripper heels that you saw at the porn shop. Make sure you wear something you find on Amazon. There are some great strappy gladiators that I have, like a three inch wedge, and I still wear them to this day. They're amazing. (laughs) <laughs> everyone reads me for them but i'm like i love these shoes y'all can fuck all the way off <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh so okay. um what's one I'm of your sorry do's i went on so many tangents there oh do's and don'ts from moi goodness there's so many i mean because i'm just coming up really on my first year of going out still so i'm still learning do's and don'ts like for myself but the big ones are when you enter a queer space is a new person. Do not think that you are the biggest, baddest person in the room. Be humble and do not crowd the space. Yeah. Is the best way I can put it. Yeah. You know? it, it, it also recognize because obviously this podcast is for any kind of drag entertainer. Um, it's called Cooking Up a Queen. So that's why we focus, focus on drag queens. But if you're like a cis woman who is doing drag as well, still recognize that in queer spaces, you definitely have to recognize that you can be seen as kind of a threat, especially if you're straight. Um, right. When you're going into these spaces and making sure, you just have to make sure that you're being respectful of the people who built up the scene you're just walking into. 
Exactly, because even though they all make act like they hate each other or there's very passive-aggressive undertones in the club, um, these people still are very tight-knit, so they are a lot closer together to each other than they are to you, so it's hard to really break into that group if you don't know anybody. Yeah. So don't try and force your way in. Like, use some lube. Don't just go raw dog on it. Oh, good heavens. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that kind of fits. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of other another do's and don'ts is do bring a purse and do keep track of it. Yeah. Yes, bring a purse, um, bring extra lipstick and some setting powder because you don't know how you're going to react under those lights and in that club. Usually they don't have any ventilation at all. If you're huffing poppers and you're in a club with no airspace and you've also had a few drinks, it gets really hot really fast. So make sure you have powder with you. Yeah, definitely bring powder, some translucent or some baby powder. Just make sure that you bring a brush to like dust it off with because you don't want your makeup to get clumpy. Right. And also you can be somebody's savior because girls do be getting sweaty. So if you're someone who just happens to have powder and a brush, you can save their life. And that's another way to, you know, get in there and be ingratiated to them. Right. And even remember that it's um, you could bring a lighter, too. Even if you don't smoke, a lot of drag queens will sit on a patio and smoke. And for some reason, no drag queen I've ever met has ever bought a lighter. So um, there's also that. So also participate in that journey. Yeah, just don't get the white ones, please. That's a whole nother story that we don't really want to explain for you. You should have learned that from your abusive father in the middle of nowhere. Oh, my word. What? I have a story. I have a history. I have to tell my narrative. We all have journeys. I guess. <laughs> journeys. Um, I don't do witchcraft. I just beat your ass. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's I guess, the newest one ever. I tagged funny. a friend of ours in that because it was very them. No, I won't cast a spell or curse them, but I will beat their ass. You know, just right in the face, you know, <laughs> anytime, anytime, any day of the week. <laughs> that's great. Um, I love that. So a couple other do's and don'ts in drag. Uh, make sure that when you are deciding to partake in this journey, make sure to choose an outfit that's flattering for you. Um, I know that sometimes we all think that we should wear the top and the skirt to hide our stuff down below. But the fact is, I was like, you don't try to be a little bit more creative. Wear maybe like a peplum or something like that, because I know you're not going to know how to do body. But when you're doing your first night on a drag, I can tell you right now, water balloons are not a thing that you should do in your bra either. That's just. Oh, yeah. Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's not the tea. That's not the tea. Yeah, no, you. No, no, no. Mm Mm-mm. That is not the one. Um, that is, I mean, that's a lot of information for you guys. So we're going to take a quick break here and we're going to have one of our sponsors come on and they'll be right back with me and Coco's first night's out in drag. It's a podcast it with Coco and Donna tell a podcast. Tune into what they tell you podcast with Coco and Donna tell a podcast. Alrighty, thank you so much to our lovely sponsors for placing ad here for Cooking Up a Queen. If you want to be a sponsor, please listen at the end of the episode. We'd be happy to feature you. Coco, how are we feeling? Um, I'm feeling a little bit good. Like the vodka I'm drinking is a little bit cheap, but that's okay. I feel like this should be the episode about cheap vodka. <laughs> well, I mean, you at least have vodka, so your gremlin isn't living with you, which is a positive. <laughs> Indeed. And just so everyone knows, I am being shady towards Autumn Rain's heart, who lives in their basement. Correct. So, um, Touche, tell us about your first night out in drag. Ah, Jesus. All right. Um, well, it was a spring summer's eve uh, around last year in 2019. 
I was really feeling myself. I had been painting terribly and posting on Instagram and getting tens of likes. So I was really, really into it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go out to this party. It looks fun. I'm recently 21 and uh, I'm going to go and drag and it's going to be a cool thing. I'd cut my own hip pads. Um, they were lumpier than beans. And you did know, you follow like on... a video? No. To create I those? was an art. I was an artist. Uh, <laughs> okay. Continue on with this story of fanciful. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want to go by myself. And so I'm like, it's my friend's birthday. So we'll go out together. It'll be cool. Um, so we head out for the night. Um, we are like, you know what? We don't want to drive because we're responsible and it's downtown and we don't want to get our car keyed. So we're like, let's take the train. So we took the train, got so many looks from the house cleaners that were all on their way home while we were actually going out to waste our money and time. It was really beautiful. And I'm sorry, I'm being moved to tears right now. Um, we get there. First one's there, which was the first mistake. We were the very first ones at the club. <laughs> it was oh, a bad habits. idea. Yeah, so we were waiting in line. We got in really fast. Um, the drinks were mucho expensive. I think they were like $13 a drink. But you know what? I didn't care. I'm like, it's my first night out. I'm a woman. Yes. I was really obnoxious. I was in everybody's face. But people were living. So I didn't know I was pushing any boundaries or limits. Um, I made the mistake because this show was a Drag Race Girl show. Specifically, one of the most beautiful women to ever be on Drag Race, it was Raja. She was in town. She was doing a gig, and I was so excited. This was right after um, Evie had won the season, by the way, too. So right after season 11 wrapped up last year. So it was Raja and Evie back-to-back nights. Yeah, it was it was just a whole night. Um, and then it just progressed from there. It was a great show. I had a fanciful time. But looking back, um, you know, I wish I had done a different night like maybe a a regular show versus a special event why is that um well because i met a lot of people um that i necessarily wasn't ready to meet in my current state because i looked a mess um i met uh miss no name queen who is one of the most beautiful girls here in portland uh i met uh, kiara carmen cortez um that actually was a really interesting part of the evening because um, she full on hugged me and said, come hug me. You're my sister and I love you because she was wasted running in the streets. <laughs> um, and I had never met her before and it was lovely. Um, and I also met Diva Dot that night um, where she shared her poppers with me and I feel like that was a special moment. <laughs> you would think um, poppers are a special moment. I love um, I love poppers. If you ever need poppers, please find me. I always have a baggie. Um, thank you. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just ordered a bunch of poppers. <laughs> I wonder how, so how early did you get to the gig? Was it like an hour before it started or just when it started? Like 15 minutes early. So Ooh. yeah. And like, there were some people there, but the gig started, like the doors were at nine, but Raja was running late that night. The show was supposed to start at 10. It didn't start until midnight. Oof, that's rough. So I was there for like four hours drinking overpriced cocktails that were being watered down with someone who didn't want to be there because my friend was not feeling it. They don't like going out, mm-hmm. but they were humoring me because I think they wanted to sleep with me. Um, it didn't end up happening, but you know, it was an interesting experience. Hmm. So my first time out in drag um, was actually Moab, Utah Pride. And I just thought it would be so much fun. I'd been working really hard on my outfit Um, I bought this dress that fit me from 
uh, cross dress for less or Ross. Okay. Um, and then, <laughs> uh, yeah, I bought a belt, obviously, because I didn't have hip pads. Um, I bought a bra and I did the bird seed boobs. Did bird seed boobs. I had bought one mm. wig online um, that I was wearing. I also bought wedges, these like brown and orange wedges, um, because my prime's outside, like the parties are outside. So I needed something that was a little bit more stable. And then me and my partner at the time got a hotel room. We got in a drag and then we walked over to the festival and we just, it was kind of everything. Like it was just a really empowering moment for me to be able to like walk around and just feel confident in like the stuff that I was wearing. Now my do's Mm -hmm. and don'ts of that evening, um, even though I wore a comfortable shoe, comfortable shoes and like rocks and cobblestones just don't mix. Like I remember like trying to get to the car at the end of the evening and wanting to die. Yeah, cobblestones are the worst. Like, there's a couple venues in Southern California who have cobblestone floors. Notoriously, the Abbey, I believe, in West Hollywood is, like, this flagstone cobbled entire patio that they have their performances on, and girls refuse to wear heels. Yep. Like, they don't want to (laughs) die. Yeah, and I totally get that. I totally get that. Um, Mm -hmm. So, a couple of the other things that I did. So, I would also say a don't would be... Well, do learn how to cross your legs and drag, even if it's just tucking your legs underneath um, or crossing your legs or whatever in a more feminine manner. And I know this is like goes on to like toxic masculinity about how much space a woman should take up, even if it's a drag Uh queen. But at the same time, like you need to know how you're going to sit in drag. And I could not figure that out pretty much the entire night. Um, And then another point about that, the first time I was out is I forgot my drag name because I hadn't said it really. What was your drag name? Is it the same one you have currently, or was it a different one? It was, at the time, it was Coco Galore. Okay, so you had a different one. I had a very bad drag name when I first went out. What was it? Dee Dee Klein. Dee Dee? <laughs> Dee Dee Decline? No, just Dee Dee Klein. So it's like Decline, but I didn't, I just couldn't be D. So I'm like, Dee Dee, that's fun. It was a choice. That is the dumbest <laughs> a... name I've literally ever heard. Um, <laughs> I had a, I had a, I had a worse one because a couple weeks later I changed it because like this is a stupid name, mm-hmm. um, so I changed it to Winnie Beach. Why, Winnie <laughs> Beach? Like a Winnie bitch, but it like did not work because again it's stupid. It made no sense. It makes. I mean, it's no sense. It is a miracle I stumbled upon to the gold of what my name currently is because. I could have had a completely different turnout on this. Yeah. So my um, my first name was Coco Galore uh, because my straight guy friend used to call me Coco. And then Galore because I wanted a last name that sounded regal. And it was going to be Gabor for a while, Coco Gabor. But mm-hmm. I didn't know how I wanted to spell it. That would be cute. And I know I'd spell it wrong all the time. So it's Coco yeah. Galore. And then um, I wanted I saw a queen in Vegas with the last name of Holiday. And then I love Jennifer Holiday, so I changed it. So I changed it to Coco Holiday. But before I posted it, I, I decided if I wanted a middle name or not. And I always mm-hmm. liked Gem, like Gem and the Hologram. So I was like, oh, I should just do Coco Gem Holiday. 
I was like, I'm that- going to be shady to Autumn Rain's heart again this moment. Autumn Gem is spelled J, like from Gem, Gem on the hologram. It's not G. <laughs> so that argument we had the other day, we're winning right now. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so a do <laughs> would be, please remember your drag name. Um, whatever you yeah. choose for the night, do remember that. Also, do remember that if whatever you pad your bra with or if you're doing water balloons or whatever, um, remember how heavy those get. So make sure to get a bra yeah. with the correct cup size and the correct band around your waist um, because your water balloons might not stay up. Yeah, I mean, saggy tits are not cute on anybody, no matter if you're 15 or 55. It's just you don't want those. Yeah, I had a friend who did apples once for their boobs. Wow. Was it for a number or just cause? No, that was what they wore for their first night out in drag. They put apples in for their boobs. We'll just put fruit on the fruit. Oh my goodness. Is it fruit by the foot or fruit loops in that situation? <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Um, like she, she got a little bit of orange downstairs, maybe a bit of a peach and a pear. Like well, what's going on? <laughs> She's a bouquet. <laughs> Oh, she's lurching pairs, my bad. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Gotta watch out for those. So a couple of other things that happened is um, I did get a little bit too intoxicated and walking in heels was really hard. So don't get too mm-hmm. intoxicated. Um, That's I'll... a note to any queen at any point in their career, not just new people. Mm-hmm. Um, some of y'all look messy. Yes. Um, and do take um, do take all the criticism with a grain of salt. If it's your first time out in drag, you're you're ugly. You don't need to have another queen tell you you look ugly because you're really just going out to like really test yourself and whatever. And, you know, mm-hmm. just to learn a little bit about who you are. So yeah. just remember that. That may be something too um, for new people to pay attention to. I mean, we're going to get into um, in one of our episodes specifically having to deal with criticism. Um, but something to keep in mind, if someone your first meeting is critiquing you on your appearance Maybe they're not someone you need to develop a relationship with just because um, they have no background or any type of relationship with you and they're telling you what you're doing wrong. So use that as kind of a pickup to see if this is someone you should actually invest your time with. Agreed. Definitely agree. Um, Yeah. So um, I think this is about the time that we need to take our next break, I believe. Right. Thank you so much for listening to the ramblings of our notions. Um, Again, you're going to make all these mistakes no matter what. These are just things you need to be aware of because without the mistakes, you're not going to grow as drag queen. Yep. Hey everyone. I'm Donatella, my secrets. And I'm Coco gem holiday. Do you need a little dose of drag in your life? Whether you're a gigged queen on the go, a baby queen breaking into the scene, or just an all around drag fanatic. A gem of a secret podcast is the PNW based podcast to tune into. Every Thursday, you can examine the world through our eyelashes as two good Judys discuss topical tea, herstory, and reasonable booking fees. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. For exclusive content and photos, check us out at agemofasecretpodcast.com. That's agemofasecretpodcast.com. Girl, where'd you get a fan from? <laughs> and we're back, ladies and gentlemen, or any other gender Nons. identifier that you go by. Correct. And just remember, if you participate in gender reveal parties in any way, you are a monster and a hypocrite. Yes, you are a transphobic piece of garbage and we no longer like you. Correct. So if you're an ally and your cousin has a gender reveal party and you just happen to go to it because you love your family, think about what you've done. (laughs) 
And now, as we've lost about 15 viewers, let me bring it back by saying (laughs) gender reveal parties are not necessarily the best mechanism because you don't know someone's gender until they tell you what their gender is. Also, for our trans brothers and sisters or trans non-binary individuals or gender non-conforming, it can be a little triggering. So just remember that. Right. Yeah. Um, Speaking of triggering individuals, uh, we're going to highlight an entertainer here in Portland who is very near and dear to our hearts, and she is a local legend up here. Um, Her drag mother is a national legend, and she, you know, is trying to get there, just hasn't quite made it yet. Don't know why. Maybe it's the eyebrows. We're shouting out Valerie DeVille today. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's because she doesn't wear a lot of body. Um, Anyway... um... (laughs) No, I love Valerie. Valerie is one of my favorite people. Um, Valerie has such a realized character in drag, um, which is kind of hard to find. Um, Honeybee Heart does have a realized character in drag, but like Valerie's character is like at the bar or not at the bar or walking around or hosting or whatever. It is a very specific type of character. And even in the basement, like when you're talking with her, that character is pretty realized even at those moments when it's a little disarming. Yeah. Yeah, No, Valerie is truly um, a master of her craft. She uh, has won numerous competitions here in Portland. She's participated in just about every pageant or title you can think of. Um, and she organizes them, too. She's had a successful comedy show um, that has been three years running now. And if COVID hadn't happened, um, she would have already crowned her third winner, which would have been Betty Poops. Um, so. <laughs> Dang, Betty was uh, definitely in the running to win. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was on the downswing, but, you know. I'm not funny, so I don't know how to gauge that. Oh, for the love. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we really do love Valerie. Um, she's also a very genuine person. She was Miss Sweetheart here in Portland, which is a charitable organization, and it's a title she holds for. She wins it. She won it because she um, raised more money than her competitors. So that is how that title works and how you win it. Um, she's very charitable. She works a lot with anybody. And she gives anybody a chance here in town. She specifically has a show um called drag danger zone which is specifically for new entertainers to have their chance to come and be on stage and try things out yeah she's super she's just really a well-rounded great entertainer and a lot of the do's and don'ts stuff the reason i chose her is because valerie is one of those people like what i said with that real life character that when you work Mm -hmm. with her um like from being a brand new entertainer to being seasoned, she will treat you all the same with the same amount of respect, like your colleagues, mm-hmm. like nobody is beneath her per se. So stuff like exactly. that. Yeah. And her Instagram handle is the Valerie DeVille. That is D E V I L L E for DeVille. Um, and yeah, she's just a hoot and a half. Um, so go give her some love. Yes, definitely. Um, and then we are going to give you a brief glimpse into our next episode. But first, I just want to say thank you to everybody who's listened so far. Um, I know the first episode is really rough. Um, we had, you know, not really anything planned out. I didn't even have a headset yet. You know, I was just working off of a gamer headset I plugged into my phone. Um, so thank you so much for listening then and tuning in again for us. Next week, we're going to specifically be going into first gig jitters first and how a dress jitters. room works. Oh my goodness. Coco, tell us about that. First gig jitters. It's going to be an in-depth look at that absolute gut-wrenching, butterflies-in-the-stomach feeling when you're about to step foot on stage and embarrass the crap out of yourself. Exactly. And also, the parts that you don't realize you need to know, which is how a dressing room works and what you need to be aware of and conscious of backstage. Exactly. Cool. All right, everybody. 
Well, I am Touche Touche. And I am Coco Gem Holiday. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure to tune in next week for another amazing episode of Cooking Up a Queen. If you would like to be featured or place an ad, please email coco at thecdsdrag.com. Cooking Up a Queen is brought to you by The CD Studio. All topics discussed are opinions of the hosts and are not by any means reflected by The CD Studio or its affiliates. This podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Cooking Up a Queen is owned exclusively by The CD Studios. This podcast is executive produced by John Williams and Alistair Eliano. Original cover art and soundtrack provided by Alistair Eliano. Dubbed and mixed by John Williams. Thank <laughs> you.